College Basketball Insider. Some news and notes from around the world of college basketball. In-studio correspondent for WFAN and CBS Sports Radio. Attention please to John Rothstein. Please report <laughs> to St. The Insider's Insider. Joining us now with his thoughts and to break it down, John Rothstein. It's College Hoops Today with John Rothstein. Let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner. John Rothstein here on the College Hoops Today podcast. Later in the show, we'll be joined by St. Louis head coach Travis Ford. We want to remind you to subscribe to the College Hoops Today podcast on Apple Podcasts. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We are the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also want to remind you to check out the College Hoops Today fan page on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a review. Let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. And also, Send me your questions on Twitter. I'll get to them later in this podcast. I'm at John Rothstein. That's John, J-O-N. And a reminder to find and listen to the College Hoops Today podcast on all the popular podcast platforms. Make sure to subscribe, like, and rate the show. And please feel free to leave us comments. And also check out collegehoopstoday.com for breaking news, podcast archives, stories, and analysis on the greatest sport that we have on our globe. And I want to let you know that today's episode of the College Hoops Today podcast being sponsored by Geico. Geico asked, how would you have a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters insurance. Add an easy-to-use mobile app available 24-hour roadside assistance and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. And now we've got you set for all your Geico needs. What a first week in college basketball. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you plan on watching college basketball during the 2022-23 season, please consult with your nearest cardiologist because day-to-day there is no rhythm, no routine to the results that we see. And I want to start with what happened on Sunday, which to me was the conclusion of a bizarre weekend for Colorado. Colorado went to Grambling on Friday night as part of the Pac-12 SWAC Legacy Series and lost to Grambling. And then on Sunday against Tennessee, Colorado was all over the court defensively. Colorado was engaged. Colorado took Tennessee out of everything that they wanted to do and completely shut down the Vols, who dominated Gonzaga in a charity exhibition a couple weeks ago. And in fact, Tennessee also played so well, not just against Gonzaga, but also against Michigan State in a scrimmage that Tom Izzo told me when I was at Michigan State a couple of weeks ago that he thought Tennessee was Final Four good. And Tennessee might be Final Four good. But what we know is this. Colorado on Friday night went to Grambling, lost the game, and then came out Sunday and dominated Tennessee. Remember, it's not anarchy. It's just college basketball. And then in addition to Colorado losing at Grambling, Arizona State, who also as part of the Pac-12 SWAC Legacy Series, lost the game at Texas Southern. Now, I understand, obviously, the initiative that the Pac-12 did, and it was a really, really great thing that they did. But one thing that we're seeing right now is that the both teams in the Pac-12 that have went on the road and played SWAC teams have lost, and you have to look right now at the totality of what's going on with the Pac-12 conference out of the gate. 
We see Arizona State and Colorado lose at Grambling and Texas Southern, respectively. Cal has lost a bye game to UC Davis. USC has lost a bye game to Florida Gulf Coast. And Oregon lost to UC Irvine last week in what was, to me, the worst loss I have ever seen the Ducks have under Dana Altman. So you have three bye game losses. You have Colorado losing to Grambling. Colorado did come back and beat Tennessee. And then you have Arizona State losing to Texas Southern. Not the best first week for the Pac-12. Now, we look ahead to this week, and obviously all eyes are on the Champions Classic Tuesday night in Indianapolis. Kentucky against the Michigan State team that played so well against Gonzaga, lost the game, but showed great promise in that game. Michigan State got a lot out of Mati Sissoko, and obviously the big story is going to be Oscar Sheboy's health. Will he play? How effective will he be? But Michigan State, based on what I saw Friday against Gonzaga, now to me looks like it has more than a puncher's chance in this gauntlet of a non-conference schedule that Tom Izzo has put together. Because Michigan State's going to trade blows with Kentucky Tuesday night in Indianapolis. They are going to host Villanova on Friday night in East Lansing as part of the Gavit Games. Then Michigan State goes to the PK-85. Then they go to Notre Dame in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. I have a different feel now about Tom Izzo's team. And again, this is not a vintage Michigan State team in terms of talent. There's no Gary Harris. There is no Miles Bridges. There's no Jaron Jackson Jr. But this team, to me, is more built and crafted in the DNA of its head coach. Maybe sometimes less is more. We'll find out as things go on. And then in the Duke-Kansas game, there's going to be no Bill Self for Kansas. He's still serving that you know four-game suspension at the start of the season. But it's the first time that we're going to see Duke in a big spot without Mike Krzyzewski, and we're going to see John Shire in the spotlight coaching as a head coach for the first time in the Champions Classic. And what I'm watching in this game is this. Duke has got tremendous size up front with Derek Lively, Kyle Filipowski, and also Ryan Young. How is Kansas, who I've talked about, you know, different times in different forms so far this season, going to handle things up front? Because one thing we've seen out of the gate is this. Kansas does not have Yudoka Azabuki. Kansas does not have David McCormick. This is the first time in a long time that Kansas has looked somewhat pedestrian up front at the five spot. That's going to be a work in progress for the Jayhawks, who, again, I still think at times, if the matchup presents itself, could be at their best with K.J. Adams as a small ball five. We'll see more of that again Tuesday night against Duke. And then we've got two massive games, I think, to look at this week in the Gavit games. Marquette goes to Purdue Tuesday night. Marquette's high-octane attack is going to be all over Purdue's freshman backcourt of Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer. And then later in the week, Indiana, the Big Ten favorite Indiana, will go on the road to take on Xavier at the Cinta Center. Again, this is all part of the Gavit Games in what will be Sean Miller's first big game during his second tenure at Xavier. Another team that's got a big game this week is St. Louis. The Billikens, I've said for months, have a chance to be one of the best non-power conference teams this season, not named Gonzaga. How will St. Louis start its big week with a game Tuesday night at Memphis? We'll find out what's in store for the Billikens when St. Louis head coach Travis Ford joins the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein coming up next. 
before we chat with St. Louis's Travis Ford, I want to tell you about Indeed. Dynasties know that every player counts to build a championship team with a deep bench you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of hiring tools that are powerful like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, and Virtual Interviews. Hate waning? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Something I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. Indeed assessments help take the stress out of the interview process. Candidates get to show their skills before the interview so you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Visit Indeed.com slash college hoops to start hiring now. Terms and conditions apply. St. Louis has a pivotal week ahead in the early stages of the 22-23 college basketball season. The head coach of the Billikens is Travis Ford. He now joins the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein. Travis, 2-0 out of the gate. Your early assessment of your team. You know, we played really well uh, in spurts. Um, you know, there's been glimpses of the team that we think we can have. It's not been consistent over 40 minutes. Um you know, we you know we opened up against Murray State and you know had scored 91 points off shooting 44 percent, so that wasn't too bad. But you know, our, our, we need to play a little bit better defense. And then in the Evansville game, we get up 16 in the first half, actually lose the lead and just kind of get complacent. So there was glimpses and end up winning by 20. But uh, there's glimpses of the team we 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 want to be. We just got to become more consistent. Right now, though, you know, we're just we just want to be good enough to try to win games. We don't have to be our absolute best, uh, but you know, I like our team. You know, Travis, we've seen so many crazy scores throughout the first seven days of the season. Just you know, there's no rhythm, rhyme, or re- reason for anything that's happening in college basketball day to day. Has the transfer portal and the lack of continuity that teams have and also the ability for teams at a lower level to retool quicker make guarantee games scarier? Absolutely. That's why you're seeing these scores. I think it's solely uh, because of that. Uh, it's allowing teams uh, that lose a lot to you know, go get players. And even teams like ourselves, you know, there's a lot of talk about we have returning players, but we have two players in our starting lineup that did not play last year. Mm-hmm. We are three out of our first four guys off the bench didn't play for us last year. So we're still trying to implement new guys. Some teams do it a little quicker than others. Uh, and I think it all has to do with the transfer portal and the transferring. Um, it's allowing teams to compete that maybe you think are a little bit of a surprise. And then teams you think are really good that, you know, man, they're supposed to be great. They are probably going to be great. Maybe they just haven't gelled quite as quickly as another team has. I think you're going to see this now probably for the forever in college basketball, that early season people are just trying to figure out. And I think you can get away from, you know, well, this team beat that team, so that team's supposed to be better than them. You know, night in and out, it's a every day's a new day. <laughs> it's, you don't, there's no equation. You look at the Colorado team, you know, uh, that that just beat Tennessee last night and just got beat by Graham. You just don't know, and I think it all has to do with the portal. Now, you know, one interesting note 
related to your team, you put up 53 three-point shots in, in your first two games. I know that the perimeter is one of the strengths of your team. Do you think we'll start to see this type of volume from you guys normally in that area of the box score? Uh, yeah, no question. Uh, you know, some nights we're going to shoot more than others. Um, you know, we, we don't mind driving the ball, but, you know, we've got some guys that can shoot it. Uh, in Murray State, we shot a lot of threes. In our next game, we didn't sh- shoot quite as many. But uh, if if our games, exhibitions, you know, the, the scrimmages or any indication, uh, you know, the three-point shot, it, you know, needs to be a strength of our team. You know, when you got a point guard like we have and you put shooters around them, uh, then, you know, hopefully good things will happen. You mentioned the point guard, Yuri Collins, 27 assists in two games, led the nation in assists last season. From your vantage point, what's been the biggest change in Yuri Collins from last season to this one? Yeah, you know, I think he's making incredible – not that he didn't make good decisions last year, but, you know, we really talked a lot about the assist-to-turnover ratio. Uh, You know, that's an area – first game he goes 14 assists, zero turnovers. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, and we do, and and what's amazing about the limited turnovers is the ball's in his hands 95% of the time, and he's playing about 35, 37 minutes a game, uh, and you know he he's gonna have some turnovers, but uh, but we're trying to just cut down on him from last year a little bit. He's already done that. Uh, he's more vocal than he's ever been. Uh, you know he's the leader of our team, no question about it. Uh, you know, he, he can score. He's really worked hard on his shooting. But, uh, but yeah, no question. I think he's one of the best point guards in America. If there was one player past or present that you could compare Yuri Collins to, who would it be? Yeah, you know, he's, he's kind of the old school true, true point guard that's going to make other guys better. You know, I said, you know, it, it's, it's a crazy comparison as far as the ball in his hands and creating shots or creating in the paint and getting by people and not scoring wise, but it's kind of like Kyrie, how he can break guys down. Not, you know, Kyrie does it more to score where Yuri does it more to, you know, usually pass and, 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 and create for others. Um, but, you know, that to me is how he can get by people and his handles are very similar to that. St. Louis head coach Travis Ford joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. Billikens 2-0 will host Memphis on Tuesday night and then play in Mohegan Suns Hall of Fame tip-off. They're going to open that event against Maryland, and then they're going to play Providence or Miami on Sunday. And, you know, one welcome sign, obviously, for your team has been the return of Javante Perkins, who was the Atlantic 10 preseason player of the year a year ago. And, you know, obviously missed all last season with a knee injury. You know, it feels like that, you know, Javante Perkins has picked up right where he left off. What has it been like for you to watch him get back into a rhythm on the floor? Well, Javante is such an amazing young man. I mean, just uh, everybody loves Javante. Everybody in the locker room, he's just a favorite of everybody as far as just the young man he is. So you want success. For guys like that, and that's you know obviously it hurt our team last year a little bit, but yeah, yeah you hurt for Javante uh, because he's just an amazing, amazing young man. And so it's fun to see him back out there and the smile on his face the first opening night against Murray State. He had a smile on his face as he was in the starting lineup. Uh, it was good to see him back out there. He's still working his way back in as far as getting back to 100% confidence wise. <clears throat> You know, his leg is strong, very strong. 
he's still gaining that confidence that he needs. Now, you know, there's been so much attention on him and him getting healthy and obviously so much attention on Yuri Collins. It has allowed somebody like Javon Pickett to fly under the radar a little bit, the transfer from Missouri, but he's averaging a double-double in your first couple of games. How does his skill set complement the guys I mentioned, Collins and Perkins? Yeah, and, and, and it complements those two as well, Gibson Jimerson. You know, those guys get a lot of attention. And Javon, you know, was a double-digit score at Mizzou last year. But he's already had double-digit rebounds. He only had one of those last year at Mizzou. But it's an area that we focused on starting on our trip to Europe this summer where we started seeing, guys, he could lead us in rebounding, just watching those games and watching him in practice every day. So we tried to feed off that and really talk to him about be a stat guy. You can go out here and average a double-double. You're going to be put in that type position and – you know, first two games he's done that. He's relentless. Uh, you know, I said he kind of does all the dirty work for us a lot of times, but he has a great understanding of the game. He's the most vocal player on our team. Um, brings great leadership as far as an older guy. Even though he's new to our team, uh, he brings great leadership. Guys respect him. He's very mature. Uh, he's not afraid to speak up. So he's been a great addition, uh, not just stat-wise, but uh, in the locker room-wise as well. Travis, obviously there's high expectations for your team. You have, obviously, somebody who was the A-10 preseason player of the year. We've talked about Yuri Collins, Javon Pickett, obviously Gibson Jimerson, Francis Okoro started at Oregon. How would you compare the overall talent and ability of this roster compared to some of the rosters you had when you were the head coach at Oklahoma State? Yeah, you know, uh, it it, it ranks up there. I've been a college head coach for 26 years, and I'd say this is probably – third, second, third best talented team, maybe. You know, we had the team, obviously, with Marcus and Phil Forte and Markel Brown and Michael Cobbins, and we had, you know, some, some really talented teams. that I mean, We got highest ranked as five or six, and, you know, obviously ultra-talented. Uh, I, I think this one is talented. We're still trying to mix guys in, trying to get Javante back, you know, 100%, mixing Javon in, Jake Forster from Temple, Sincere Parker, different guys. Uh, so from that standpoint, as the season goes along, I think we can continue to improve uh, and hopefully become the team. We're not the team we want to be right now. We don't have to be necessarily other than we're just trying to win. But hopefully, I think as the season goes along, we're going to be tested night in and night out with probably one of the top five non-conference schedules in America. Uh, hopefully that will make us a better team. St. Louis head coach Travis Ford joined the College of Day podcast with John Rothstein. Billikens will host Memphis on Tuesday night and then play in the Hall of Fame tip-off at Mohegan Sun this weekend. Maryland the first game, then Providence or Miami on Sunday. Travis, you know the importance when you're in a non-power conference of getting big non-conference scheduling opportunities. It's become more and more difficult. Since you've been at St. Louis, have you ever had a week like this scheduling-wise? No, not at all. And, and, you know, it's pretty much from this point on all through uh, December, uh, we're going to be challenged. Um, And, you know, I I thought that's what this team needed. You mentioned it for us to gain the respect that we want to have when it comes to maybe if you have to get an at-large bid, uh, you want to be able to show that, hey, we did everything in our power. And, John, you know how hard it is scheduling nowadays. It Mm -hmm. is difficult. It is extremely difficult to put together uh, a, a, a hard, a hard schedule. We worked hard at this, you know. You know, and you know we've got to survive it. We got to get through it. We got to find our wins. 
Um, but uh, I think you have to be able to do that nowadays. And, you know, in the, in the A-10, uh, they've pitted all the top teams against each other this year when you start talking about playing each other home and away. So that's going to be challenging. But uh, there's no way anybody can say we, you know, we didn't put together at least a schedule that hopefully gets the respect that it deserves. And that's obviously going to start in terms of marquee games tomorrow night against Memphis. Your early evaluation on the Tigers. Yeah, you know, I think Pitty does a terrific job. He, you know, watching his teams, and we competed against them last year. Uh, of course, they're going to have great talent. He recruits some of the best players every single year. Uh, you know, they've got guys back like Lomax and Williams that are staples of, the, of that Memphis team. And then they've added in Kendrick Davis, player of the year in the CAA, who's highly talented. They go get the best player off UTEP. They go get the best player off, you know, these other teams. So they're ultra-talented. Dandridge inside looks, uh, you know, like he's getting his body in the best shape. He's putting the ball on the floor a little bit at his size. Uh, very talented. You know, they've only played one game against Vanderbilt, and that was at Vanderbilt. And even, you know, they controlled it. They were up 20 the whole game. Uh, I think they ended up winning by eight or something, but that the, the margin was much bigger than that overall. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're what they always are, very talented, well-coached, going to play hard, going to play fast. Uh, we're going to have to play extremely well. But, uh, you know, we have a lot of respect for, uh, for Memphis and, and what Penny's doing over there. And as a former point guard yourself, what is it going to be like for you to watch your obviously point guard, Yuri Collins, go toe-to-toe with Kendrick Davis, who obviously, as we know, was AAC you know, player of the year last year? Yeah, no, two great guards going at it. Uh, you know, uh, Kendrick does play, you know, even though they have Lomax, he does bring the ball up more than half the time. Uh, he obviously can score at all levels. Threes, pull-ups, incredible getting to the rim. So we've got our work cut out for us, um, but it, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of good guards going at it uh, tomorrow night. Some some really good players. You know, Travis, we look at this week, and like you said, you've never had a schedule like this since you've been the head coach at St. Louis in terms of power conference opportunities. You know, you know you're going to get two power conference games this weekend. Is this something again that you're looking at for years to come? Have you identified an early season tournament for next season or beyond? Absolutely. Uh, with that said, it's becoming harder and harder uh, to get the games uh, for the fact you have all these challenges between leagues and, you know, some of these power fives, you know, don't have as many opportunities to go outside and schedule non-conference games. But uh, you look at our schedule every year. It's always difficult. This one more than ever. Um, but I think a couple of things. We're going to need it. In order to get the LRGs, we're going to need it. Now, I think there's been a little bit of a push as you start looking at offensive efficiency within the net. There's an argument that says, hey, you might need to throw some games in there where you hopefully can win by 20 or 30 uh, because you gain points by that if you're going to go by the net. But overall, I think the committee, I think your players, I think your players want to play a tough schedule. Uh, So that's going to be important going forward. Uh, you know, I, I think our guys, uh, you know, they want to accept the challenge. Your players get up for these games, hopefully. So, yes, we will definitely try to schedule. It's getting tough, though. Have you solidified an MTE yet, you know, for 2023, 24? And if so, what is it? No, we're still working on it. We have actually have two or three on my desk right now we're trying to look at. Uh, try, you know, for those MTEs, you want to, you know, pick an MTE that fits your team. 
and, you know, we're looking at a couple right now that I think will be good for our team next year as we still, you know, are recruiting and doing different things because, you know, we do have a veteran team that will be losing some players off this team uh, that fits us. Well, final thing, you know, you've mentioned, you know, a couple of times here that you don't have to be, you know, the best version of yourself yet. You just want to, you know, make sure that you're winning games for you to be the best version of yourself in February and early March. What has to happen between now and then? Well, I think the consistency on the defensive end, the understanding how important that is on every single possession, not picking and choosing, not just relying on, oh, we think we're pretty good at offense, so, you know, we can – uh, we'll be all right on defense. No, you got to take pride on both ends uh, and and then rebound the ball. I thought rebounding was an area that we had pretty much dominated my first four or five years here. Uh, you look at the stats within the league, and then last year we dropped off a little bit in the rebounding category, which I don't like. We, you know, we want to rebound the ball physically on both ends. We want to be a great offensive rebounding just as much as we do defensive. So understanding that point, uh, staying healthy would probably go back to being number one, stay healthy. Uh, as we all would say, but we've just got to understand uh, the commitment and the consistency we need on uh, on the defensive end. Well, Travis, looking forward to an exciting week for St. Louis. We appreciate a couple minutes, know how busy you are, and as always, look forward to staying connected along the way. John, man, you're the best. Appreciate you all you do for college basketball and always enjoy uh, spending time with you. <laughs> We'd like to thank St. Louis head coach Travis Ford for joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. Want to remind you to subscribe to the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein on Apple Podcasts. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We are the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also want to remind you to check out the College Hoops Today fan page on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a review. Let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. And also a reminder to find and listen to the College Hoops Today podcast on all the popular podcast platforms. Make sure to subscribe Subscribe, like, and rate the show, and please feel free to leave us comments. And also, check out collegehoopstoday.com for breaking news, podcast archive stories, and analysis on the greatest sport that we have on our globe. And time now for our social media portion of the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. Send me your questions on Twitter. I'm at John Rothstein. That's John, J-O-N. Our first question comes from Chuck, and it's John. What's your Marquette tournament predictions? Chuck, I'll say this. I need to see Marquette on the road against a good opponent. I am going to see that Tuesday night when Marquette goes to Purdue. But with what I've seen from Marquette so far, the makeup, the DNA, and the mentality of this team really reminds me of some of the teams that Shaka Shaka Smart had when he was at VCU. It's why I think the fit between Shaka Smart and Marquette is as good as you can obviously get. Julian wants to know, is Villanova good? Well, Julian, this is what I'll tell you. Villanova, you have to remember, is playing without the two most talented players in its program. Cam Whitmore, the five-star freshman, and Justin Moore. And Villanova, again, was inches away from beating Temple last Friday and being 2-0. Villanova's got to get Cam Whitmore back. Justin Moore, I think that's going to be more of a wait-and-see process. Andrew wants to know, is the Big 12 easily the best conference in college basketball? I would think so, Andrew. I would say I was surprised that the Big 12 not lo- not just lost one, but two bye games last week. Oklahoma lost to Sam Houston State. Oklahoma State, excuse me, Oklahoma State did not lose a bye game. Oklahoma State did lose to Southern Illinois, but they lost to Southern Illinois at home. So you have Two Big 12 teams have lost to mid-major opponents on their own floor. Now, with that said, the Big 12 is going to be in a position 
to get big-time wins over the next couple of weeks. Baylor is in the Continental Tire main event this week in Las Vegas. They will play Virginia and then either UCLA or Illinois. Kansas is in the Champions Classic. Texas is going to host Gonzaga. There are big opportunities for the Big 12, and Texas Tech's going to be in Maui next week. I still go with the Big 12, but I was surprised, again, that Oklahoma lost to Sam Houston State at home, and Oklahoma State lost to Southern Illinois at home. Our next question and our final question is going to come from Julian. And John, is the A-10 a good conference? Realistically, how many teams from the conference could we see in March? Look, nobody, and I mean nobody, has put more time into covering the A-10 over the last 10 years and talking about how the A-10 should not be viewed as a mid-major conference than me. I think St. Louis and Dayton are NCAA tournament teams, but the A-10 needs to do a much better job, in my opinion, at marketing its conference and at giving its teams the best opportunity to make the NCAA tournament. The Atlantic 10 is not a mid-major conference. It's not a power conference either. And the Atlantic 10 needs to follow the model of the WCC and go back to 16 league games. Remember, the A-10, when it had 16 league games instead of 18, 2013, five NCAA tournament bids. 2016, it had six NCAA tournament bids. Ever since it went to 18 league games, the Atlantic 10 has has not had more than three teams in the NCAA tournament, and it hasn't been close to four. And five good nuggets this week are being brought to you by Geico. How would you love a chance to save some money on car insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on car insurance, Geico can help. Switch today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote and get started seeing how much you could save. Now, let's get to those nuggets. Five good nuggets. Five. Five. Six. No, five. But you were close. Nugget number one, cops enforcement. Indiana's Miller Cop is six of eight from three-point range in the Hoosiers' first two games. He only made 39 shots from long distance last season. Nugget number two, all eyes on Pete. I'm talking about Pete Nance at North Carolina, the grad transfer from Northwestern, only averaging 6.5 points during the Tar Heels' first two games. He's 0 of 3 from 3 during that span. Nugget number three, Murphy's Law hits UConn. Jordan Hawkins, Andre Jackson, Samson Johnson, three starters, all missed last Friday's game for UConn against BU. Dan Hurley's squad needs to get healthy and quick. Nugget number four, Dewan is divine. Kansas's Dewan Harris has 13 assists and just one turnover in his first two games. That's utterly ridiculous. Nugget number five, Louisville's long road. If Louisville Loses to Appalachian State on Tuesday night, going 0-10 to start the season is not out of the realm of possibility for Louisville. A loss against Appalachian State would put Louisville at 0-3. Louisville then goes to Maui for three games. Then they come back. They host Maryland Miami, go to Florida State, come back for Western Kentucky. Louisville has to win that game Tuesday night against Appalachian State. Now, let's get to some games to watch. Games to watch. Games to watch. Two big ones on Tuesday, obviously in the Champions Classic, Kansas, Duke, Kentucky, Michigan State. Wednesday, Gonzaga at Texas. And then Friday, two big ones in the Gavitt games, Indiana at Xavier, Villanova at Michigan State. would like to thank St. Louis head coach Travis Ford for joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. We'll be back next week, same bat time, same bat channel, as well as the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. <laughs>